Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to now episode nine of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the contact center podcast where we're going to give you actionable items to take back to your call center, hopefully improve the quality, also improve your customer experience. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group. We're a 500-seat BPO outsourcer located uh, in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. So thank you again for, for joining us. I know at the end of, of episode eight, we kind of gave a preamble into this episode where we were going to talk about QA and quality and you know how to do forms, and, and I wasn't feeling it, to be honest. I, I started the prep notes um, over the weekend and just kind of wasn't, uh, wasn't feeling that's where I wanted to go with this. So I did a 180. And what I want to discuss with you, and, and when I say discuss, I really want this to be a discussion, and I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. But I want to talk about just some cool things that we do in our call center, right? From a technology standpoint to, you know, maybe some you know, little little tips and things that that we do that I think are are pretty cool, maybe a little unique, at least unique from from what I've seen in, in consulting and, and being into other call centers. But what I'd like to do is is I'd love for you to head over to the advice from a call center geek Facebook page after this and and post some of the things that maybe your contact center is doing that's a little bit different or, or maybe some tips that all of us can kind of take and and use as well so I wanted to talk you know about how we communicate in the call center some of the uh, the cool things that we do from an employee engagement perspective um, and even some of the things that we do from an HR perspective that's a little bit different so so let's dive into this I have six topics I'd like to discuss. And the first one is communication. How, how do we communicate on the floor? How do we get information, you know, from management to the call center floor to our supervisors? And, you know, we started using email, right? And I think that's kind of where everybody starts. But then as you grow, you, you realize that it's not the best form of communication. We have tried Skype for business and we use that mostly for interacting with clients. If we have a quick question with a client, um, we can we can Skype them, but what we have found to be awesome is Slack. Slack has really totally enhanced our, the communication that we use in our call center. So we are now totally an emailless operation. If you are not familiar with Slack, kind of think of it as kind of IMing on steroids. So let me tell you why this is a little different than Skype and why I think it's so cool. So. We kind of have this set up in a couple different ways. So the first thing is, is each project or each client for you, if you are an internal center, maybe it's just inbound support, outbound sales, inbound sales, Facebook campaigns, but whatever you have, 
we set ours up for each client. So client XYZ or program XYZ, client one, two, three or program one, two, three. Everyone has their own Slack channel. And Slack channels are just kind of, you know, again, they're, they're groups that we can, we can group any way that we'd like. So each supervisor on their floor can post to their own channel. So if it's client one, two, three, the supervisor and everything that deals in that channel is going to have, have to deal with one, two, three, that client, that program. Same thing comes when we want to communicate out on the floor. So anything urgent, you know, we can actually do an at the supervisor in the channel so they will get a ding on their computer so that they'll make sure that they look at it. If there's anything really urgent, even if I'm at home and maybe not on Slack at the time, if they at me or if they at Tom, my phone's going to ding and I know that instantly there's an, there's kind of an issue or something that I need to, to watch. Any type of new information that we want to get, anything that, that really has to do with that program, we can you know, keep just for that client and just have the proper information go to the proper person, which really cuts down on just having, you know, mass emails going out to everyone or just, you know, specific emails and trying to think of who's who's doing what and what supervisors on what program. The other thing we use it for is cool stuff, right? So any birthday announcements, we call it just our yay channel. Anytime, uh, you know, anything good comes from our QA, we hear an awesome call, any type of anything that we want to positive and we want to make announcements out on the floor, from, from a rep or a supervisor, somebody who did a really great job. And again, if somebody's birthday or anniversary, we, we post it there. So everyone knows when the, the supervisor should know when their reps are coming in for the day whose birthday it is so that they can greet them. I think that's a really important thing. The other thing that we use this for is our IT, almost our IT full help desk. So we have an IT issues channel. Our supervisors can post they can also take pictures and screenshots of, of any issues that arise, post it onto Slack in that channel, and then our help desk guys will, will pick that up, come out to the floor, or, or give any type of troubleshooting that they need. Again, this has allowed us to, one, forget email, two, make communication a little bit more fun. Again, we can add some emojis. We have emoji day where, you know, we try to communicate as much as we possibly can with just emojis, you know, anything to make the communication culture better in our organization. And we think Slack has been a a huge part of that. Here's the awesome, awesome, super awesome part of this too. It's free. Now there is a paid version that I think we're going to go to because we actually want to add our outside clients into some Slack channels for better communication between us and our clients. But for the, I guess, the the off-the-shelf Slack, the free version, you get 10,000 communications, you know, 10,000 different type of interactions. Then it just writes over the oldest text that you have. So we've been using this now for about two years. We did hit our 10,000 a couple months ago. But really, you know, those are th- some things that are eight to ten months ago that, you know, we really wouldn't have had anyway. So for us right now, we're using the free version. Take a peek at it for your call center, for your communication. I think you're going to find it super easy to use. It's a lot of fun. Everybody likes using it. and has really enhanced our, our communication culture. Number two, and these are in no order of uh, importance. I'm sure as you'll, you'll probably see with number two. But number two, let's talk about the TVs or any type of monitors that you have in your room that is are showing, you know, stats or showing your KPIs or service levels or you know, handle time, you know, those types of things. So, I hated wires. I hated have, having to use a computer and, and cast 
or kind of send that information to it. What I've found is there are these very small, they're like 200 bucks, 150 bucks. They're called Intel Compute Sticks. You plug into your HDMI in the back of your TV or your monitor that's maybe up on a wall. And if there's really no wires to it, there's no computer that it has to hook up to. It's just a mini, teeny, tiny computer. Now, it doesn't have a ton of processing power, so we basically just use it to get on the Internet or post things that we need to to post. But I don't have to use a computer. I don't have any wires. I can use a, a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse to, to connect and to control all of them. So kind of cool, something a little different. Look at the you know how you, you're utilizing the TVs or the monitors, and maybe that's something that you want to kind of connect it to kind of clean some of those some of that stuff up. The third one I want to talk about is a little bit, I guess, of an expense or is a, is a technology purchase that you would have to go through. But we are really using speech analytics in our daily contact center operation. We post our agent sentiment. They're asking about sentiment scoring. So basically, you know, we can judge now if an agent has a positive sentiment or a positive tone in their voice or a negative tone in their voice or maybe an indifferent tone in their voice. And for us, if you're indifferent, that's a negative. So we're trying to get everyone to, to have positive sentiment. And we post that on most TVs. And if you think of speech analytics, you're probably thinking of just kind of the marketing piece of it, right? So that you can you can take what words your customers are saying. So if they're, you know, the phrase too expensive or, you know, I'm going to sue you or, you know, those types of things, which are, they're there as well. They're really cool. But from the day-to-day operation, uh, we're really, really looking at sentiment, making sure the tone of our reps is meeting our standard. Something that you might want to look at as well, you know, the speech analytics is just blowing up. There's more and more things that we can do with it every single release that we get from, from Nice and Contact who we're using this through. Really cool, not only from the marketing side, but also, you know, really looking at your day-to-day, minute-by-minute sentiment scoring for your agents to make sure that your whole call center is meeting a standard. This has been pretty cool. So, Take a look at, at speech analytics. Let's talk about these supervisors. So all of our supervisors, they utilize wireless headsets. So you know our reps have wired headsets into their soft phones and their computers. Our supervisors have wireless headsets, and then they all have tablets, right? So I, I'm trying to do as much as I possibly can to disconnect them from their station, Right? I don't want them just sitting at a supervisor station, you know, going over notes and, and sending emails or sending slacks. And I want them out on the floor. I want them talking to the reps. I want them to hear. So we, we're trying as much as we possibly can without, uh, without overdoing it to, to give them the tools that they can, they can walk the call center floor, that they can make sure that they're out with the agents, that they're listening, you know, side by side with those guys so that they, you know, they're a part of it and, they get a real feel for what's going on on their teams. So that's one of the cool things about, I think, being in the cloud as well with our, our call center provider with Nice and Contact is, you know, everything is, is cloud-based. So if, as long as we have internet, I can really put that, the information from our telephony platform on, on any, you know, tablet, on any, it's even on my phone. It's very mobile. So that's that really helps, you know, with the, again, with the kind of cutting the cord of our supervisors staying at their station. If you've heard us before, we stress the the point of of interaction with our associates, especially at the beginning of a shift. There's a whole podcast on that, the f- controlling the first thirty minutes. So you know this kind of goes with that culture piece, making sure that they're they're talking and and they have the tools to do that. One of the things that uh, we have just implemented, and and again, I know everybody has their own payroll and. Um, 
time tracking mechanisms. But we, as we have grown, you know, we've struggled from, from a homegrown system. You know, we actually started out with, with timesheets, right, when we were smaller. And then we grew to a kind of a, a homegrown system that, to be honest, it didn't meet all of our needs. So we've been, you know, looking and looking for the best call center operation, payroll, timekeeping software. And everything you look at now is very mobile-based. So if you have a at-home agent culture and, and that's your company, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do for that. But we don't have that. Everyone here is is we're a brick and mortar shop, so everybody's here. So I needed a kiosk. I wanted something kind of cool. So we found T Sheets run by Quicken, I believe. And T Sheets has been an absolute godsend to us. So basically, we put all of our agents, we can put every different project. And, and I know some of you in the call center world have, have a lot of agents running different programs. And that can be a, a kind of a painful process when you come to a timekeeping and timekeeping not only for your clients or for the different programs, but also, you know, then you got to add in the agents. So T-Sheets allows us to set up all of our projects. It allows them to seamlessly move between those projects. Again, on the tablets that our supervisors have, they have the, the T-Sheets app. So if I say, hey, guys, we need to move these five reps from this program to this client, they can seamlessly just boom, go do it right on their tablet, and that timekeeping then gets shifted. It's great for management too. You know, all of our hours are real time for every single program. You know, before we would be have about a fifteen minute lag as as we manually put in hours to, to check where we were for the day. So, you know, everything is is now automated. It's super cheap. You know, for a five hundred seat center, you know, it's it's like three bucks, four bucks a rep per month. So. Through APIs as well, we've also integrated this into a lot of our own homegrown platforms and our own homegrown programs so that we have now, you know, before we we had to manually put in hours to kind of see some of that now, everything is real time. It's awesome. It's super easy to use. It was a super easy process to get going. And now we have our billing totally automated. We have our payroll totally automated and in real time, be able to see hours and be able to put the payroll side for us, you know, up against the in contact, the telephony side, you know, instantly, which is, you know, really, really helped our business and it helped us to become, you know, much more efficient. I guess the last thing here that I wanted to just talk about that we do a little bit differently is we have our own employee intranet, which we started really as we started the company. So all of our reps, and I know a lot of the bigger, larger call centers have this. But again, we're just a 500 seat BPO, so you know we're not huge. So having having an internet has has allowed reps to be able to log into their own quote unquote accounts. They can see their PTO. They can see if they have any proficiency pay. If you don't know what proficiency pay is, check out a, a early or podcast where that's really kind of our our commission based system that we use. Um, any type of articles that we think are important. All of our social media accounts as well that uh, have to do with the reps, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our LinkedIn, all the Expedia directed accounts are all there so that they have access so that they can kind of see, you know, any pictures or anything that, that maybe they're involved in. But again, it's a kind of a one-stop shop for each rep to get all the information that they have about their, about their job, about the company so that they feel comfortable knowing their hours. Again, this is, this is integrated with our T-Sheets program so that they see their real-time hours and it's pretty cool uh, and slick system, but something that I think has really improved, you know, from a self-service model almost, um, improved, you know, any questions to HR, any type of, 
you know, issues about hours that, that may come up because at any time they can, they can check and look at their, look at any of the information that they need. I did want to talk about social media as well. One of the kind of cool things, and this actually just popped in my head, so this is kind of even off my notes, is we've we've just started our Instagram account. So there's the advice from a call center geek Instagram. There's also the Expedia Instagram. So to kick that off, we've been giving each department our camera. We named our camera Red. And Red goes to each department, and each department every day is is you know in charge of taking pictures not just pictures of the reps now i want i want you know our, our workers to be a part of it right i want a lot of that but i want some just unique um, perspective of Expedia of the building just to kind of give a full kind of swath of what we do and from a social media standpoint i believe our facebook and our instagram should be employee centric right so it should be based on our employees only Expedia stuff and i'm not putting articles and things like that on on our instagram or facebook I want them to to have a kind of a place that they can interact, that they can kind of see cooler cooler pictures. And then from a marketing aspect, we're we're using Twitter and LinkedIn a little bit more for articles and you know those those types of things. So I think as you see us too, and you follow either advice from a call center geek because we have you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, really the the whole thing there, and the same thing with the Expedia side. You kind of see the difference in what type of posts go out for each of those social media things. But again. I think it's really important from an employee engagement aspect to include your associates in their social media. I know it can be a little bit more difficult if you have a smaller call center because the pictures can kind of get redundant seeing the same people. But if you get to a 50 to 100 to 150 seat center, anything above that, obviously, to the big ones, there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot of different things that, that you you can show the world and make your employees you know very proud of the organization and also, it kind of shows that you know you're caring about them because they're they're kind of in the middle, and everybody likes to have their picture taken because then they post it and then their family sees it, and you know people like that. It's kind of cool. So when you use social media the right way, I think too it can really enhance the employee engagement of the, the contact center. So that's really all I got. I wanted to just you know kind of throw this out there, get you to to think about some of those you know maybe little unique things that that make your culture your culture and your call center. I really want to hear what you have to say. And, and what some of the things that you guys do. I, I want as much information, hopefully, from you as, as again, hopefully you're getting from me. Um, but I'd love to turn this, you know, really into a communication, and, and a two-way communication, and, and have, you know, thoughts and people respond on, on Facebook or on any of the social media platforms that we have so that, you know, we can try to get a community of people, of, of call center, like-minded call center people, you know, discussing, talking, trying to help each other. So again, check us out again on Instagram, on Facebook, our Twitter, on LinkedIn. Please post a review as well. We're kind of stuck at 24 reviews. I'd love to get that to 30 um, after this episode on iTunes. So if you could please post a review, I I would really appreciate it. And then again, as the cheap plug, we do have a book, Advice from a Call Center Geek. And it's it's a very short, it's like 92 pages, just gives you things to use in your call center from culture to technology all the things that we discuss a little bit more in depth here on the on the podcast are done in the book and you can just find that on on Amazon. Thank you all you uh, call center geeks out there. Next episode will be episode 10, which is kind of cool. We're going to talk about QA. We're going to talk about should you be using live calls or recorded calls, how to build forms, end of call survey, speech analytics. So for a hardcore call center manager, this will be a really cool episode for you. I think it it will 
hopefully improve the quality of your center when we get when we get all the way through it and open your mind to maybe some things that you're not doing currently in your center so again we'll talk to you uh talk to you next wednesday thank you everyone this has been advice from a call center geek thanks for listening subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement asap chime in with your thoughts on the episode on twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name advice from a call center geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com. 